at the 2.50 and Clark goes for home on straight charge. A length and a half clear from Espionage is sticking to the task but not making any ground. Straight charge is charging to the wire and off to the golden slipper. Straight charge is all the way from the stadium made Espionage who was really chipping in late. Pulled the margin back to a length. Who knows Cuba clear third. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show. That was Straight Charge beating Espionage. I think both Colts have done enough now to make the Golden Slipper field. They're likely to have one more run, though. Let's find out. Uh, Co-trainer Adrian Bott is on the line. Adrian, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for joining us, Adrian. Is that still the plan? Have both Colts pulled up well? And I think you said yesterday Straight Charge and Espionage may now go to the Todman Stakes in a, a two weeks out from the Golden Slipper. Yeah, both both pulled up great, and that's sort of always been the... Uh, the original intention for, for both Colts sort of heading into the into the preparation, sort of that's a traditional lead up, and I, I, I just think so with both horses, the the more racing that they do, um, you know, the, the more improvement that we're going to continue to see, and um, you know they need to be on top of their game. Obviously, for for a slipper, there's a few, you know, um, you know, well seasoned horses. There, so um, you know, I think the more racing we can give them, the the, the better. Uh, straight charge did. Exact revenge for losing the Breeders' Plate narrowly to Espionage in spring, but he's just a, a brilliant natural two-year-old type. Espionage took the sit Nash, which everyone expected to do on the speed maps. Tried hard. Is there more improvement in Espionage going forward? Do you think, Adrian? Can you quantify the levels of improvement given both Colts were first up yesterday? Yeah, look, potentially. I, I guess to sort of, um, you know, I, I think say. With the conditions there, firstly, I'd say straight charge may have enjoyed those uh, a little bit more. That little bit of giving the ground, I think, suited him. He, he was able to sort of travel lovely throughout, and you saw just how well he was able to quicken up on the on the turn. Espionage there just took him a little bit of while to sort of uh, find his balance and find his feet um, in in that ground. He's he's uh, can be a very sort of explosive force with a, a great turn of foot, and probably weren't wasn't able to see his natural brilliance there yesterday so I think he's got good improvement in, in that um, you know in, in terms of their sort of fitness and racing we hadn't seen espionage since the breeders plate so yes. no doubt there's a, a fair bit of upside there just in, in his fitness whereas even though straight charges first up as well he did have that uh, run in, in in December so there's probably that little bit more of a, a, a grounding and some you know to an extent some residual fitness there so yeah that may have all, also been a, a factor in um, in the performance there yet performances there yesterday but both opened a nice improvement and um yeah they'll, they'll uh get their, their, their chance for another another match up in, in two weeks yeah adrian it's neil breen here just on straight charge you mentioned that run in december so straight charge runs second in the breeders so that's september then he's up again late december for, for that win to, and then obviously the magic millions it was a disappointment because he had the fever or whatever it was now he's up again for a third time in late february that is a remarkably resilient two-year-old to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and, and that's been his, his best qualities. He's just been absolute natural two-year-old right from sort of from, from day one. He's been able to sort of have a, a great constitution for it, and he's just got that um, natural brilliance in terms of his um, his speed, um, and it's great sustained speed. You know, he, he, you know, it sort of races very much and sort of physically very much like a, a Farnham style of horse, um, mm. and he's just. He's just got that sort of real uh, brilliance about him. So no surprise he's sort of been showing um, those qualities um, the, the way he has through, through that racing. But it, it, it's his constitution that, as you said, has allowed him to, to keep fronting up in, you know, in, in, um, 
you know, in those sort of various stages in, in such an early career. You yeah, know, both two very exciting Colts. Yesterday at Caulfield, she almost got there, Lady of Camelot, Adrian. She led for a long way in the Blue Diamond, only cold in the final few bounds, but she lost no admirers in defeat. Yeah, I was so proud of her. Um, you know, t- tremendous effort. There was, um, you know, certainly probably more pressure in the race than uh, we expected. Um, you know, Spywire showed some incredible speed from from, from out wide. Um, you know, I thought, I thought we were a, a, a fast horse, but uh, she was able to clear us easily. And, yeah, <laughs> it was phenomenal to come across from that gate, and, yeah. and that set up a good, um, a, a fair bit of pressure in, in in the race, and it just meant for the first time around that track we sort of. Uh, had to take that bend out sort of little little, little wide. She got you know momentarily un- unbalanced there, but that was also the fact that the the leader didn't quite take her into the race sort of as as far as sort of we were hoping off the back of that run. She was left exposed for a while and you know chasing a chasing a hot speed. So she was uh, you know one of the only sort of horses to to, to be on pace. She stuck on very well and um, you know as I said it was a tremendous effort. She's very brave. So um, you know she. We'll, we'll give her opportunity to, to come back and race in the slipper as well. But uh, you know, I, I'd, uh, if we had the decision again, I, I, I believe every every day of the week was the right decision to take her down for the for the Blue Diamond. I think she's um, she's run very well. She's added some more value to herself, and she's uh, you know, obviously a, a very high class filly as well. Now, Adrian, next week are we going to see Storm Boy? Is it all on track? I know we've been talking about these great two-year-olds of yours, but Storm Boy's the horse everyone's talking about. Yeah, can't wait to see him again. Um, you know, obviously a lot of excitement around him and what he's sort of done to date. Uh, yeah, he, he, he'll step out in, in, in the Skyline Stakes. Uh, him and uh, stablemate Prost, they'll, they'll both be racing racing there. Um, he's in he's in great shape. He, he's uh, had a, a nice trial at, at Rose Hill off the back of off the back of his Magic Millions win. So um, he's he looks in in, in great shape. Um, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see him back at the races. You, you were telling me the other day, Adrian, and maybe this also applies to Lady of Camelot now, but that trip away that Storm Boy had to Brisbane, he's come back and in that trial you saw a, a different sort of Storm Boy in the way he relaxed his demeanour. He's become more seasoned with that trip away. Um, uh, can you explain that to our listeners? And also, could that apply to Lady of Camelot? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, look, it's, uh, it does sort of help them sort of um, grow up and mature to an extent. It does sort of condition them, make them that little bit more more seasoned for, for everything going forward. I guess sort of the travelling and seeing something new, a new environment, taking all that in, and um, you know, sort of. Uh, I think we've seen it time and time again with these um, young horses that that trip away does do them the world of good. And I think just even having that sort of uh, natural natural break as well off off the back of that magic means he's he's come back in and um, yeah, just. Things were falling into place a little bit better for him. Um, mm. You know, he, he was straight into the, um, you know, straight into the bridle there on on, on his trial and travelling strongly for, for for James in the early part. Whereas, you know, it was still a little bit of a game there early days. He was sort of, um, you know, wasn't sort of fully focused at, at, at the start of his races and just sort of, you know, left himself with something to do. And um, you know, whereas in his trial he looked all all business. You know, he knew exactly what it was yeah. about. So. Um, you know, hopefully that's sort of what we see going forward, obviously, with the more racing and, and, and the more that sort of falls into place for him. Now, Adrian, do you want a half-time score in your beloved Panthers 
in the I've, World I've, Club I've seen Challenge. Adrian a couple of Penrith games over the last couple of years. So yeah, I think I've, I've got a, a game booked in late in the season. I'm not sure which which game yet, but the okay. uh, the, the Alums have very kindly uh, given us an invitation out there, sponsors of the yeah, of, man, of, of the clubs. Yeah. So they're um, yeah they've they've promised us a game. Um, I'm not sure when, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be out there at some point. Well, they're up twelve ten at half time. They, they went in towards the end of the first there. Dylan Edwards half. scored. Dylan yeah. Edwards scored, so he's got a new nut look. He's got almost the total hair. The shaved. blade one. Yeah. Good. Hey, Adrian, congratulations again. The two-year-olds are flying at the moment. Been flying all season. Can't wait to see Storm Boy next week. And best of luck going forward into the Autumn Carnival. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. There's Adrian Bike. The stable is just having an extraordinary run with their two-year-olds. I, I, I probably have eight, shouldn't. nine two-year-olds in the Golden I've Super. been thinking twice about saying this mm. <laughs> because you'll probably whack me with some TJ Smith stat from the 60s or something. <laughs> but I've never, ever in my – I can't remember a stable dominating two-year-old racing like this. Like It's okay. incredible. Mm. Like every week it's Gay and Adrian. I can remember one season when – uh, Team Snowden won every group one. Sepoy won the yeah, um, Blue right, Diamond yeah. and the Golden Slipper. They had um, Helmet win the size and the champagne. And I think it was Ben Fika won the, the old JJ Atkins up in Brisbane. In Brisbane, yeah, in the Winter um, Carnival. What if, oh, here's a stat. You won't, you won't believe this one. Okay. And I think it's a world record. I'm going to regret saying <laughs> the Waterhouse In 1996-97, John Hawkes trained 65 individual two-year-old winners of 96 races. He had the four states going How at the time. How many individual winners? 65. He had the Where four did he get them all from? Crown Lodge, Ingham's. Crown Lodge, just 65? It was, it was, it's, it's a world record. It is an unbelievable stat. I wrote the story a couple of weeks ago because I was doing some background on Gay and Adrian's season, and I had it in the back of my mind about John Hawke's great year, and I rang... 65? Yep. I contacted the lovely. Unbelievable. <laughs> I contacted the lovely Suzanne Philcox. She used to work at Crown Lodge. Now works at Godolphin Darley. Keeps all those stats, and she said, but "Yep, John." She said, "Must have sold some chickens back in the day." Oh, <laughs> remarkable! 